Hello, and welcome back to Displaced Underdogs. I'm your host, Morgan. Alright guys, I would like to take a little bit of a moment and apologize for the last episode. I was super sleepy and recorded when I was recording that episode. And yeah, I I was really tired and that was not fair to you, the audience, nor to the topic that I wanted to chat about that actually means quite a bit to me. So, in the future, I shall try to refrain from recording when I am really super sleepy or drowsy again. So, because <laughs> then I drift off and have conversations that are like dream conversations that, while talking, I don't know, it, it was just a train wreck. And I'm sure you guys probably found it a little funny, <laughs> maybe a little annoying, but oh. Anyways, I will eventually chat about historical dress and continue with the fashion line of things, but I would like to put a pause on that right now. So, it comes to that time of year where I typically start spring cleaning anyways, but with everything that's happening in the world and in the U.S., I've noticed a recent influx of decluttering closets, wardrobes, decluttering videos in general on YouTube recently. And it reminded me of my own personal choice to start living more of a minimalistic lifestyle about a year and a half, two years ago. I, myself have been decluttering quite a bit these last few weeks. Not because I started watching decluttering videos. No, no, no. I was already getting to a point with my own clutter that I was like, I am so done. And I started to just go through everything. And and then I was like, I can't be the only one. So, so kind of saw a few in my recommended viewing list and was like, hey, this might be great motivation. Who knows? But yeah, this past year has been quite busy with a bunch of new normals being thrown my way. It feels like every six months, like last March, I bought my first actual home and became a homeowner for the first time. And from March... 2019 to March 2020, it has been quite the experience with a lot of growth, a lot of self-reflection, um, and it's just been an experience, man. <laughs> so much personal growth, so many family things, like, just so much crazy life issues just they all decided to hit because at once because when it rains it pours I guess so kind of put me in the mood to do a little bit of a check-in on how minimal minimalism is going and and my thoughts on it 
and what I've learned. So there have been very profound lessons I have learned that I was not intending or even really expecting. And it has been a life changer and my opinions and thoughts have greatly changed on many things because of my choice to live a more minimalistic lifestyle. That's just my personal experience with it. Now I'm just going to share my own little personal thoughts on my little corner of the interwebs. So you can... You can kind of pick them apart and um, take away from it what you will. So, yeah, let's get to it. Sit back, relax, plug in, and enjoy. All right. So around the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I wanted to go a little more minimalistic. I really wanted to give it a shot. And then I saw the Marie Kondo series on Netflix and found a few podcasts and thought, this looks interesting. And this sounds like something I can do. Um, You know, I'm also getting tired of people calling me a hoarder or a messy person and feeling like I can't have people over at my house because well I've got three kids and I know that their toys when they're out playing and everything it looks like little tornadoes kind of just plopped through the house but uh I'm also getting really tired of my family always bringing up how uh, I was as a child. Oh, you were a very messy child. And it just seems to be that you're just a messy adult and you have to change some of those habits. The moment I get one stack of five papers on a side table or the kids are in the middle of playing and they just do a random pop by and it's like, hi, no, no warning, no call. No, no. Okay. And it's like, oh, oh, see, you're still messy. So, of course, I knew what I always do. I researched it, and I fell in awe and got really excited about it and was really inspired and super motivated and gung-ho about it. Like, yes, this, this will help. This will get me to where I want to be. Like, I've, I myself am tired of it for myself, And, um, I'm also just tired of the judgment. So I've got a strong why, because in order to keep motivated with a complete lifestyle overhaul or change, you have to have a strong why. Then certain life changes happened in rather quick succession. And I kind of lost my focus and my drive because other things were calling my attention, but that's okay because... I've come back to it and I never let it really go. I just kind of didn't put it as a main priority and in a sense. So one thing that I have learned is that when decluttering and going through your possessions or one's possessions, it's, it's going to look different to each individual and that's okay. 
one size does not fit all. And I said that in my first ever episode on minimalism. It, it is the one thing. There's no minimalist police that are going to come over and go, mm, you're doing it wrong. You call yourself a minimalist? I think not. You need to get rid of this, 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 and this. And I also have learned that, you know, if you're going to publicly announce that you are going to do something because we all want support and we all want to let the people we know and love about, um, the people in our lives, we want to let them know what's going on with our lives. Uh, you open yourself up for criticism and if you're not okay with that and you, you just can't handle it, then one thing too to keep in mind is maybe just keep it to yourself or and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing at all wrong with that or don't post it up on like social media and stuff unless you're okay with haters gonna hate <laughs> in the words of t swift haters are, haters gonna hate and there will always be somebody with an opinion and that's fine they're allowed to have their opinion you are also allowed to just not let it affect you and not let it have a say in your life thank you Rachel Hollis and your wonderful book girl stop apologizing I'll have to do an episode on some of the books that I've been reading and some of the lessons that have coupled very nicely with this lifestyle choice so yeah, one size does not fit all. And some people can sit down and get the declutter part done in three days to a week. Others, it will take months. And yet others, they will have to come up with a schedule to keep them focused and on track. It doesn't matter as long as you just start and stay with it. And once you start... It's something you have to keep up on and it is something you have to add in to your daily life. And trust me, it is life-changing and worth it because once you start down this path and you start going through your physical possessions, you're making a choice. A big choice whether you recognize it on a conscious level or a subconscious level. You're making a choice to actively go through your life and what you've accumulated in your life and making decisions every step of the way. And that is you're choosing what you want to keep in your life and what you don't want to keep. And it is amazing what we attach, like what emotional attachments we attach to our physical objects around us and when starting to declutter my physical possessions and getting my physical space organized and under control it lifted subconsciously it started lifting mental clutter 
a little at a time, and emotional clutter as well. First, I started with my closet and wardrobe. Because laundry, y'all. <laughs> Never-ending story as an adult. It just gets to the point where when you're doing laundry every other day or every day, and you're just like, where is this all coming from? I don't know. It, it was just that's me. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm done. So we're starting here. Plus not only that, but moving into our house, the closet, our closet in the master bedroom is a walk-in closet. And it's a nice sized one. It's not super big. It's not super tiny. It's just like, just right. <laughs> like Goldilocks, not too big, not too small just right and so it kind of became the catch-all because it was in our room and you know it's like okay well all the boxes that we haven't unpacked and gone through yet just shove them in here and it just kind of became that scene from a bad sitcom where I'm gonna clean by pushing everything under the bed or pushing everything into the closet now it wasn't stacked so high that when you open up a door it's all gonna tumble out but it was pretty bad. So I chose to start in with my closet and my wardrobe. I began first off going through my clothes. Well, basically making my closet vomit out into my bedroom and getting better storage options in there. But then once I did that, what the main purpose of my closet was to put my clothes away and so I started going through my clothes and I began curating my wardrobe and began creating more of a capsule wardrobe um, fine-tuning my personal style and as my wardrobe started to take shape along with it my closet began to take shape as well into a space I now want to spend time in and want to maintain. And a few mental and emotional shifts were taking place at this time that I was completely unaware of as well. I kept up the momentum and physically decluttered and moved to my bedroom, then the kitchen, and then the laundry room. And watching my physical space transform into what I always envisioned and wanted was so amazing. It was a lot of work and I'm still not a hundred percent done, but it was, but it's amazing. And, and again, it, it's amazing to have that feeling where it sounds really weird where it's like, you want to spend time in your closet? Y'all, I want to spend time in my closet. It is, it gives me such a good feeling. It is something that I'm very proud of. And, and I want to spend time in my bedroom as well because it's finally that space, watching it take physical shape and form right before your very eyes. Right before your very eyes, it, it's, it's amazing. It was a change and shift that was visual and tangible. 
And as my physical space was starting to take shape into a space that I actually wanted to be in and actually enjoy now, I started looking at other areas of my life, like my job, my relationships, my parenting, my goals and dreams. And I started asking myself some pretty hard questions about my physical objects and how I would decide to keep something or let it go. And after practicing that skill of decision making hundreds of times with every article of clothing, with every little knickknack and every little thing before it went cleaning out the closet and getting it 100% as if we had never moved in and then starting to put things away, like deciding on that decluttering process I, I was practicing that skill of decision making hundreds of times to the point it has become easier and easier as I go through this process. It's still hard for a few things because I'm very sentimental. I am very sappy. So, but it's not as overwhelming or anxiety inducing as it used to be. And what I would start to ask myself when it came to my physical objects, I would ask, does this add value to your life? Does this serve you in a positive way? How often have you actually used this? And does it fit into where you want your life to go? All about my physical aspect, um, possessions and my physical stuff. And that's when looking at other areas of my life because I had all that practice so much practice at making those decisions followed by consistent action and follow through which then had consistent and reliable positive results it gave me the reassurance and the courage to apply it to other aspects of my life. I started taking a more harder, critical look at my life and started getting more real about myself, my habits and goals, and have been able to slowly gain a better clarity and focus on what needs to change, what needs to go, and where I want to be, as well as completely grateful for where I am at right now in my life, in my process, and what I choose to have in my life now. Speaking of, I think it is time for a hydration break. I shall be back with hopefully more meaningful revelations and can kind of tie this all in to make more sense. So I'll be back, y'all. I am back. I'm sitting in my kids' room right now, and I'm just looking around, speaking of clutter, declutter, like, oh, Lord have mercy, everything that was at my dad's house that he had for them is now over here at our house, 
on top of what they already had here. And it is a little overwhelming, um, both on just the sheer amount of what they have, also on the emotional side, because it's just one of those reminders of one of those life changes and family things that came up. So, oh, I'm going to take a minute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but it is kind of overwhelming on just the sheer amount of what they have. And it is just very much a, oh, yeah, they're... Their rooms are next on this whole declutter adventure, so this'll this'll be fun. So with all this new focus and life changing deeper meaning thinking going on, it made me realize that it's not just about what about what or where you're going but where like where you want to go and what you want with your life but also what you're letting into your life in space and what you're letting go of as well like if we don't put much thought and intention into what we bring into our lives and our space, then we have no real thought or care or intention to what we let go out of our lives and space and ourselves that it can start to feel like your life is just a revolving door and your space becomes less yours and more everyone and everything else's kind of like open for business people can come in and take what they want and leave with whatever they want you can just bring this stuff in and then nope no thought to well it doesn't work so now let's just get rid of it and on to the next and I don't know uh, it's not exactly how I want to live my life. If that's how you want to live your life, then you're allowed to live it. That's fine. Um, but I will say there's a beauty and such a huge sense of relief and peace of mind when you start gaining more clarity and focus and intention and are more intentional with your life and what you allow into it. You start to not really let what others think of you affect you as much you look forward to coming home instead of dreading it because ugh, you just have that huge chore list of things to do oh man I've got to clean this oh man I've got to go through that oh all this I've got to move this this and this in order to vacuum I've got to gather up all the laundry I've got you know it, and it just makes you not want to come home but going through this like you start looking forward to coming home you start to really enjoy your space you 
when you declutter, you also, when you physically declutter, you don't realize that you're also decluttering your time. You free up more of your time to spend with people you actually look forward to seeing and spending time with, or freeing up your time to create and put into a hobby you actually enjoy. You start to keep quality items over quantity of items, and you practice seeing quality and are more adept at recognizing it, which then you start keeping and maintaining those quality friendships and relationships and items. And the common denominator being good quality. When you start keeping quality possessions, you start thinking about the quality of your relationships and your friendships. And it just kind of happens unintentionally and subconsciously. And it's it's actually kind of amazing and mind-blowing and really unexpected. So... But again, the common denominator being good quality. It also has a positive impact on your finances as well. And not because, ooh, I'm depriving myself of anything. No, you you just learn to live with less, which creates less panic and stress of feeling like you constantly need the latest and greatest or at least a decent knockoff, which may not be as good quality, but it serves the shallow purpose of appearing like it's the latest and greatest. So that way when people come over and it's like, oh yeah, I've got an air fryer too. Oh, look at my vacuum. I got a brand new vacuum. And, or yeah, look at this new shirt or these new this. Or, And it just, again, when you start to care less about what people think, you you also tend to realize that there's a lot of things that you don't really need and you're okay with that and you stop comparing your life to others and and you start living with less and again being okay with it which gives you the time to actually save up money for quality items you actually want and will use instead of filling up what you think you should have you never use And then kind of creates that whole, oh, great, now I need to move this in order to clean this. Oh, I want to get this because we need more Tupperware, but I don't have any space for it because this KitchenAid mixer that I don't use because I just, I don't bake. It's sitting there it's just taking up space and collecting dust what do I do I personally would love a KitchenAid mixer because I personally love baking but I mean but I know people like this and it just again you you stop comparing your life to others and that gives you the time to actually save up money for the quality items and when you start to actually see quality and it makes you want quality items and you actually will use them it helps you identify value again does this add value to my life 
you start seeing the value of things and of people and of situations and when you become more intentional with your physical objects and surroundings you tend to spend less not just physical money but you tend to spend less time maintaining so many things you don't use or need you tend to spend less money on things you don't enjoy because you no longer feel the need to have or go do like you no longer feel the need to have or go do something that doesn't exactly bring value to your life like you no longer need to have the next latest greatest air fryer you don't need to go to coffee with a couple of the girls you can have them come over for some really good coffee that you brew yourself you know like the common denominator being spending spending less time spending less money spending less energy and personal emotions of yourself you know I mean I find I have like less laundry these days getting my wardrobe down to less and my kids' wardrobes down to less equals less time getting ready to go places less laundry to do equals less energy being used at our house less stress in getting ready um, because less overstimulation for the kids easier for them to just pick out go grab mix match capsule wardrobes are amazing and and so spending less of all the negative stuff and creating more more of the positive more time to go do and enjoy other things more time to go to the park more time less time getting ready to go to the park equals more time at the park equals more quality time with my kids like you start to balance out the spending and you find that there's less physical spending when you when you actually start to ask yourself before you even bring something into your life is this going to bring me value is this going to serve me is this something that fits into what i have planned for my life you you find that when you go to the store and stuff you just you actually start going nah i'm good or, you know, I know somebody who, I've got a really close friend that doesn't mind letting me come over and bake Christmas cookies with her or bake with her so I can always just use her KitchenAid while spending time with her. So I get to spend that good quality time with her and yet I still get to make the cookies that I wanted to. Um... Or, you know, I, my 
my mom will let me borrow her mixer for a little bit. I mean, you just start to enjoy other things because going and spending time with your friend brings value to your life. Going and borrowing something from a friend or a family member that's willing to let you borrow them, it does bring value to your life because then you get to see them, you get to spend some quality interactions with them. I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, becoming more clear, focused, and intentional in my life and with my things has helped me greatly to get my life back on track to where I want it to be and it also has helped to teach my children to become more focused clear and intentional with with them and their selves and I'm not forcing it on anyone else in my life I'm not forcing this lifestyle on anyone else in my life I can still walk my path in my space like my closet in my bedroom <laughs> in the the laundry room in the kitchen but I'm just lucky enough that my partner was already more minimalist, more minimalistically minded, and our children grew up in it. Like they they're young enough to where this has always been their normal to them. I find it as true today as I found it back when I first started this journey. Minimalism means something different to different people. For some, it means having enough clothes to fit in a suitcase and enough dishes to where each person in the house has a plate, a bowl, a spoon, fork, knife, cup. For others, it means having 30 to 50 articles of clothing and five pairs of shoes, and yet for others, it comes down to, if it does not serve me or bring value to my life, then I don't need it and I don't want it in my life. And that's where I'm at in my personal life and or journey. There have been some very deep, profound changes and shifts in my attitude and in my life that have been vastly, vastly positive. Gaining more clarity, gaining more focus, less procrastination because of that clarity, because of that focus. Recognizing value and quality and and being more intentional and practicing mindfulness and practicing decisions like getting back on track with what I value and what I want out of my life and and then also having the consistent reliable results that have vastly helped with my self-esteem and I no longer question am I making the right choice am I doing the right thing 
understanding that it's a process. You can jump in with both feet and can get completely in over your head and completely overwhelmed. And and I mean, getting started is important. Don't get me wrong. But keeping up and maintaining and putting it into practice is where we need to learn like where where we need to learn to keep that momentum and sometimes we will need to lean on others for support or other times we will need to take that step back and break it down understand that it's a process and how can we break that down to a point we can work that process without feeling overwhelmed. And I think that's a good stopping point. I next episode I really want to talk about that and how to keep motivated and keep going with anything because starting is always the hardest part. But once you start something, how do you keep going without falling into a rut or Like, how do you start something and how do you keep going when you jump in over your head and you get overwhelmed and, or you just get into a rut and you start to lose your focus. You start to lose your motivation because this is a process and I just wanted instant results and it's not happening. Like. I really want to talk about how to keep your motivation because those are my pitfalls. I will sometimes get super, super gung-ho about something and jump in without having all the information and just want to dig into it. And then, wow, I I said yes. And I put that first step into taking action and following through with this and I may have made a mistake. I really questioned my life decisions. I'm not sure I made the right choice. I am definitely in way over my head. And then there's other times where I start something because I learned from the last time, got too overwhelmed, didn't finish, and just kind of was like, "Eh." yeah, no, I'm out. So then when I start something else, it's like, okay, I'm not going to make the same mistake. So we're just going to take this a little at a time. Okay. Okay. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for weeks, months, and I'm not seeing any results. So like, um, or there are results, but they're just not near as earth shattering as I thought they would be, you know? And The one thing too about decluttering and doing the minimalistic lifestyle is that a lot of people, because we are programmed and we do live in a society where we expect instant results for instant actions, we get pushed a lot into this, do this one time and you'll be set for the rest of your life and Unfortunately, when it comes to decluttering, when it comes to going through and going through your things and, you know, letting things go and 
we just, that's great. You clean your closet one time. And then you wonder why six months later, you cleaned it out. It's looking great. You have some space. You saw this cute thing at the store. You wanted to get it. Um, and then you get it. You saw another cute thing a week or two later. You got that. You justify it with however you can. And sometimes the justifications are honest. Other times it's just it works for the moment. And then next thing you know, a year later, you're like, oh my gosh, my closet is back to where it was before I started this. So it's sometimes hard to keep going with things. And I find myself sometimes falling into that. So yeah, next episode, I just want to talk about motivation. Because I have a hard time with motivation and following through with certain things. And that's something I really, really want to change. So I hope y'all stay safe and enjoy your spring. And if you are spring cleaning and decluttering your wardrobe, first and foremost, not a sponsorship, just something I came across that like has been around for a while now. And I find it fantastically amazing. I'm totally about trying my best to do my part in zero waste and minimal impact on our planet as well as slow fashion and again with things being closed due to the current state of the health of the country and the world and um or limited access to certain establishments i've found a great easy peasy no stress fuss or must way of decluttering my clothes and my kids clothes and shoes even and possibly making a little bit of money back on it it has also been a great way to curate pieces for my capsule wardrobe and my kids on a budget um again sure you've all already heard about this thread up um you can send your old clothes in. They go through it and either try to sell it or donate it for you. So, no, again, I do not have a sponsorship with them. I just appreciate the fact that I could get some cute new items while letting go of other items that have served me and my family well and have been well-loved and yet well-taken care of. And, like, bag up my clothes and streamline the whole process of possibly selling and or donating. Because going to, like, gathering up all the kids' clothes, having to wash them, having to try and treat stains. Now, with ThreadUp, it's best if you do that if you are planning on selling clothes. Having the most clothes to sell. But, again, like... Going to like once upon once upon a child style encore, Plato's closet. You have to wash the clothes. You have to go through, bag them up. Once they're washed and clean, take them in, and then of course they go through it. They only take about twenty percent of your clothes that you give to them, give you store credit or give you money for it, and then you have to make another stop at the Goodwill or a donation facility for your clothes 
and I think it's really cool that ThreadUp can give you gives you a few options. They mail you a bag and you fill that bag. And some of the options that you can do is you can have them try to sell your clothes and anything that doesn't sell, they can send it back to you free of charge. So you can try and sell it on your own or the, they can sell your clothes for you. You make some money off of it. They make some money off of it. It's mutually beneficial and easy peasy. And anything that they don't keep or anything they don't sell, they donate. Or you can just straight send your stuff in and donate it. Like, I just, I find it a lot nicer to have to run to one place and one place only. And that's the post office to drop off the box. Helps with social distancing and all that. And just makes it so much easier. So if things sell, awesome. Pleasant surprise. If they don't, then they just get donated anyways. So, yeah. I just wanted to kind of share that, and I'm sure you y'all already knew about it. But for those of you that didn't, it's it's really nice. And again, I'm not trying to make money off of ThreadUp. I just wanted an easy peasy way of getting it out of my house <laughs> because Goodwill was not necessarily accepting a lot of things and. A lot of establishments were closed down, so it was just kind of like, I need this gone. So, anyways, yeah. Until next time, stay safe, create, and enjoy life. Hope you guys found value in this episode. So, bye for now.